Hey guys, welcome to the Pretty and Witty Podcast with me, Elena, and my best friend, Kim. Have you ever been processing with a friend and out of it comes a profound revelation that you wish you would have recorded? From that idea, this podcast was formed. Elena and I have been best friends for many years, so we figured why not just dialogue about our daily lives, our dreams, and our discoveries with the Lord. So we hope you enjoy these conversations and get a little insight into who we are and learn to embrace the truth of who God made you to be and how he made you to live. What is up, guys? We are back. Kim and I are here, pretty and witty, after being two weeks without an episode. We're finally back together. So sad. (laughs) We are so sorry, guys, that we did not record last week. A lot of you guys reached out and were upset that we didn't have an episode. (laughs) Which was very warming to my heart. And so here we are today with a fun, exciting new episode for you. Instagram, pretty underscore witty podcast. You would know that we posted a fun little poll for you guys um, about relationships and dating. And if you don't follow our page, please do that because we really do want to hear from you. We want to build some sort of community. Um is our heart. And so, yeah, we've just been trying to think of fun ways to give you more behind the scenes and interactive content. And so the poll. It was really fun to see like your opinions and who thought what and how they changed throughout the questions. Okay. So the first question was what first date style do you prefer more fun and adventurous or conversational and chill? And 66% of you guys said conversational and chill, and 34% of you guys said fun and adventurous. So, Elena, which do you prefer for your first date? I accidentally conversational and chill, (laughs) but I couldn't change it once it was already voted for. Um, I think I would leave adventurous. I have reasons for that, though. Um... Which, I don't know, maybe I'm changing my mind now. Kim and I have been having <laughs> conversations, you know, off the air here. You can get to know somebody and you can have, like, these deep conversations. But I think there's, like, this low stakes, natural state about doing something fun and adventurous where I'm like, you really get to see somebody in their element. But if we can't have fun together and we can't laugh, then it's going to be a no for me. So I think for me, having a fun and adventurous first date, it leaves room to kind of go deeper with somebody as the relationship progresses. But at the same time, I am very much a heart connector. So if I can't connect to you um, and have like good, deep conversation with you, then it's not really going to go anywhere. <laughs> That's something that I look for is someone I can connect to heart to heart. These are just all of our opinions and thoughts. But the next question is, is asking someone to coffee considered a date? So that would be more conversational and chill. Um, 24% of you guys said yes. And then 76% of you guys says depends on what's said or how it's asked. I think it's a huge thing, especially in Christian culture, this idea of like, let's go to coffee that may or may not actually be considered a date, but that's just yeah. like what you say. Um, so I'm interested. It's interesting that 22, 24% of you guys said 
that it is considered a date. And my question is, were you using the word date or was that just like your, your knowledge, your understanding is like, oh, if somebody asks me to copy, that automatically means a date. So yeah, I'm not going to go too much into that. I'll save my thoughts for a later episode, but this was a very interesting question, I thought. I will say, going along with that, just for everyone to know, clarity is kindness. So when asking someone to coffee or asking someone on a date, it is very best to be clear about your intentions, to be clear with the way you say things, because I feel like that's where all of the miscommunication or the... um maybe heightened expectations or just that's just where things can get messy is when you're not clear about your intentions and you leave room for girls to go crazy overanalyzing or guys to be thinking a certain way when the girls have no idea that they're thinking that way. Would you agree that happens a lot in the Christian culture? Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm like, I think I would fall into the category of I did vote on these and I put depends on what's said or how it's asked. I think my whole soapbox is, yes, I agree with Kim, like clarity is kindness. I don't think coffee is a date unless you specifically call it and label it a date. <laughs> it's it's this whole thing. It's very interesting. And like I said, yeah. I think yeah. of a lot more that we could unpack with this. So if you're listening to this, I would love for you to reach out to us and let us know, have you ever been on a coffee date or asked out to coffee and it's not a date or like I just want to know what is considered a date to you personally but yeah the next that's so question good. is very very close results you guys 48 percent to 52 percent should girls pursue guys 48 percent of you guys said yes and 52 percent of you guys said no this is also a very <laughs> hot touchy, topic. <laughs> yes, this is also um, a question that elicits strong response. Again, we gave you two pretty black and white answers. And I know some people messaged me and was like, I feel like there's, you know, caveats to everything or there's exceptions. It's not all black and white. Which... That is a whole nother question of what does pursue mean? Does that just mean initiate interest or does that mean leading the relationship? Because I personally might be considered old school or traditional or whatever. And I think the guy should definitely pursue and he should definitely lead in the relationship. I think even me, which apparently has progressive views compared to Kim. <laughs> I would even agree <laughs> that, yeah, I think as a Christian woman, like I want to be in a relationship where I feel pursued by a man, but I think I'm more meant like, should girls pursue as in like initiate interest or initiate something with a guy? So I funny. still am sticking with the guys better man up and just initiate. Yes, you can be like smiley and welcoming and open, but be a man. Okay, next question. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on. We have more. We could talk a lot. So we'll yes. save that again for another episode. <laughs> um, in dating, do you lean more towards the idea of 
opposites attract or similar is best? And this was pretty close too. 58% said opposites attract and 42% said similar is best. I would like to say similar is best because I'm more comfortable with someone who thinks like me. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like what I probably would need is an opposite. But like not too opposite. We have to have some similarities. But it's funny to see like based on the result. Most married people answered opposite to tract, whereas single people answered similar is best. I wonder if that's because it's like the philosophy of, you know, like that other person brings a dynamic to the relationship. So they're everything that you're not so that you're more of a well-rounded person. Like a later question that we asked which said, when picking a potential partner, do you choose based off compatibility or who can be more in the Lord? So this was my personal favorite question because I really was curious what other people were going to say. And I was really shocked that so many people voted who can grow you more in the Lord, which I guess is kind of a similar thing to like opposites attract maybe. Yeah, that question gets under my skin a tiny bit. <laughs> like <laughs> with the whole <laughs> a little bit. With the whole growing you in the Lord, is that like I'm going to pick someone who like is a pain in my butt, but I'm growing in the Lord or like, oh, they're so encouraging and like they're so in love with Jesus. So now I want to be so in love with Jesus because I think there's a difference. Like I personally don't want someone um, who's like pruning me on purpose. I know, of course, that's going to happen naturally with just anyone. But if you're purposely trying to improve me as a person, that just feels like you're not my husband. You're my coach. Like what? (laughs) I just think it's funny because I'm like, I don't know if anybody else thought that question like you did really like, I think okay just, I, yeah. which I love because I was like that's so Kim like she's like devil's advocate let me clear this up but I was like I don't think it's the intention let wasn't me see it. how I can overanalyze <laughs> this and think about every perspective that is exactly how I think which is why that clarity is, is kindness <laughs> let me okay I can and there's a little backstory friends are telling me that she was having this very conversation with a married couple what he meant by who can grow you more in the lord i think was meaning you don't have a lot in common or like maybe you don't have a lot of similarities except for you guys deeply love the lord his personal take was he said i think a lot more christians could be in relationships if they would stop picking off compatibility and started picking somebody who could grow them more in the Lord. I just thought that was a very fascinating take because I just feel like, is that worth it? Why can't I have somebody that's compatible and we enjoy the same things and can still (laughs) challenge me? Now hearing that backstory, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't care if you like the same movie as me, if you're on fire for Jesus and want to go to the nations, let's go. So if that's what he's saying, then I see that. No, my personality is going to change over time. I'm going to grow as a person. 
my likes and dislikes are going to change. My just everything's going to change about me. I'm a person who's evolving. So if I base my whole preference on these temporary um, things versus you will pursue God with all your heart for the rest of your life and you are um, more evangelistic or whatever, that's to me more solid than wow, we both like comedies. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? If you're listening to this and you were somebody that voted who can grow you more in the Lord, I would love to hear your reasoning. I heard somebody say two Christian people, any of them, can be in a relationship as long as they both love the Lord. That's all you need. And I remember hearing that and being like, I disagree with that. So part of me hearing this whole who can grow you more in the Lord and like what you just said makes me feel like, Oh, anybody can be together. Anybody can make it work as long as they're choosing it and they both love the Lord, which I think there needs more factors there than that personally. I think that's true. Yeah. Any Christian can get married, but you don't, I don't want to just marry any Christian, but because we are Christian, I, I feel like, well, I feel like in general, you can make it work with anyone, but I don't want to just make Mm. it work. I want to enjoy it. Like, I want to love to be with you, not just, hey, we're both Christian, like, let's do this thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, yeah, maybe we should go into a, another episode on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have a list? And we talked about a list in one of our previous episodes. So if you have not listened to that one, go back and listen to it. It was lots of fun. And I have actually made a list now since that episode. Wow. I was going to say, I also, <laughs> I also refined the list. I think our heart for the list was mostly just like, I do think there are some non-negotiables that you should have. And as a person, it's probably best for you to think about what are your core values and what do you want to partner with core value wise in somebody else for the rest of your life. And I think that's where the list has helped The next question is, do you believe in the one? And 30% of you guys said yes, and 70% of you guys said no, which I was shocked because I thought, you know, we watch these romantic movies and they teach us that there is only one person out there for you. Lena and I kind of agree on this, I think, right? (laughs) yes I used to be in the camp of I 100% believe for most of my upbringing um until I got a little bit older so yes I now live in the camp of I do not believe that there is the one I believe there is a thing as the one that you choose but there's a one specific person and only one person for you I think that's my biggest thing is there's not only one person for you and to just prove that I guess in my own life my mom was married for 40 years to my dad until he passed away and then she got remarried so by saying that there's only one person it means either my dad was the one or he wasn't the one and now she's met the one like it's just like not true because 
my dad was perfect for my mom for the season that she got to share life with him. And now my stepdad is completely perfect for my mom in this next season of her life. So I don't think that there's only one person for you. I think there can be multiple people for you. So the next one is, does God want to speak to you about your future spouse? Um, And 91% of you guys said yes. And 9% of you said, no, you don't believe God would want to speak to you about this topic. I don't really feel like I have much to say on this. I think it kind of, we did do a podcast episode again about hearing God. And I definitely believe that if God is super relational um, and he wants to speak to us about everything, I personally feel like who you spend, who you choose to spend the rest of your life with is the most important decision that you'll ever make outside of giving Jesus your yes. So I 100% believe that he wants to speak to you about that area because kingdom is family and healthy family is what represents um, God's design. So yeah, I think he definitely has thoughts and opinions about who you choose to partner with and bring legacy and family forth with for the rest of your life. And I will say (laughs) ditto. <laughs> Go oh, listen to man. our episode on hearing the voice of God. <laughs> Ooh, now we're getting into some more dating questions. So, what do you think about dating multiple people? Would you ever date multiple people? Yes, no, or you couldn't manage that? <laughs> I think I voted personally, don't think I could manage. But honestly, it's something that in this season of my life, I'm being challenged in. And I think I was surprised that so many people said like a flat out, like hard no. So yeah. I was like, that was an interesting insight. Yeah. And that kind of goes into the next two questions that I'll briefly say. Um, is if you're dating someone, is that the same thing as being in a relationship with someone? And then the other one is, are you open to online dating? Yes or no? The funny thing is with online dating, the majority vote was no. People are not open to online dating. There is a difference between dating and being in a relationship. Yes, I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is a difference. And 77% of you guys agree. It could go into the dating multiple people question where um, only 19% of people said that they'd be open to dating multiple people at the same time, where 53% said no, and then 28% said they don't think they'd be able to manage doing that. So to me, it sounds like an uh, like exclusivity thing. So if we're dating, we are in a relationship because I don't date around. So if I'm taking you on dates, it's because I'm intentionally pursuing you, a.k.a. we're in a relationship, because it sounds like the majority of our listeners don't date around, right? I don't think that you should date multiple people exclusively. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But I do think there is, and again, I feel like I've been challenged in this lately of there's a difference in the stages of dating where we tend to be like single in a relationship 
engaged or married and we take out the whole dating portion. Christians historically have been like, oh, I'm single and now I'm in a full-blown committed relationship that I think there's some like weird, uncertain dating practices because we just haven't grown up in a culture that's promoted that. So I think we just legit don't understand that I think there isn't a necessity to dating before you become in a full-blown relationship. And I think that's part of dating multiple people, Um, not putting all your eggs in one basket, not (laughs) committing too far too fast. Because I do think Christians do that. Yes. Or your Facebook official. And then two weeks later, where'd all those pictures go of your girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, Yeah. yeah, I think that's so real because I think we jumped the gun. So I think that's the heart too of, dating multiple people in obviously like a non-exclusive way because you're getting to experience different people you're you really are trying to develop real connections and relationships with people to figure out who are you actually more suited for interesting now online dating one of my hot topics as well um 60 percent of you are not open to online dating 40% of you guys are. Elena, would you ever online date? I think if I lived in a bigger city, um, I think I would definitely be willing to try it, put myself out there. I'm an advocate for. I think for the longest time, I just believed the dating philosophy was I could do nothing. And there was just going to be this beautiful, perfect man that was just going to fall from the sky and end up on step love everything you said but no <laughs> I no I could not online date and I am in a bigger city and I feel like that's even more reason why I do not want to online date um I feel like I would be open I don't know I just I need to be careful by what I say but I have nothing against online dating if that's what you want to do like I have multiple friends who have done it and it's worked they've met their husband or they've met their boyfriend or whatever so if you that's what you want to do great for me I just feel like one I'm not tech savvy enough (laughs) two I just I need like that deep connection so to me online just I don't feel like I can go that deep with you and I'm too scared to just say hey let's meet tomorrow that's just weird for me like you're a stranger I don't know if you're real I also thanks to my mom have just stranger danger has been drilled into (laughs) my head when it comes to online things so yeah I don't know if it'd be different if I had some kind of mutual friends with you that I could like trust and know like you're a good guy, but I don't think I could just, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do that right now, but my opinion is open to changing in the future. Well, you know, over 60% of people agreed with you. So, so I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the 60% of people are single and some of the married people put yes. So I'm like, well, maybe it worked for for the married. Our last question kind of, I feel like, ties up everything. A lot of stuff that we've already said. You know, we asked, did you grow up um, seeing a healthy 
relationship? And the majority of people said yes. But it was close, right? Yeah, it was um, 55% said yes, 45% said no, which I'm surprised because I think that has been why I'm so passionate about relationship and dating is because I've seen a lot of unhealthy marriages and I've seen a lot of unhealthy relationships. And so honestly, I could maybe name on my hand like one hand, how many incredible healthy marriages that I have personally um, seen and walked through and been invited behind the scenes of, because I feel like I'm more used to seeing a lot of unhealthiness. And even like in my life right now, talking to some married women who ask me advice, which is weird because I'm not married. It's like, they're not satisfied in their marriage and that breaks my heart and that's something that I never want to experience so if there's preparation that I have to do in myself or in my dating in my relationship building before I get married that's my heart to do is so that I don't look back and regret the choice that I made I think too you know it's like I think it's not a surprise like the world that we live in Uh, half of all marriages end in divorce or there's just like a lot of stuff and so I think that's why like we're people want to have these conversations like the fact that married women are coming to you Kim to ask advice I'm like everybody wants to feel fulfilled and to have something strong and healthy I just think we we have grown up in a culture that hasn't done the best job of teaching us that. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said, it's great to have accountability. Like it's great to talk about these things. I think one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen with friends who have gotten into some messy situations and relationships is they don't invite people in. They don't share what's going on. They don't share their heart or opinions or It's so healthy to talk about what's going on, to talk about what your thoughts are, what your preferences are. Um, And I just want to say this for anyone who's listening. If you have seen terrible relationships or maybe you come from a family of divorce or just maybe you come from families where no one even gets married. They're just in relationships and marriage isn't even a thing to know that you can be the change. Like if even if you come from um, unsatisfied marriages, like your marriage can be incredible just because what you've seen isn't what you desire or, you know, you don't have to live by the same standards that your parents did. You can live a holier life. You can live a more fulfilling life um, and you don't have to be subjected to just what you've seen. If you've only seen you know, unhealthy marriages or relationships, like you can be the change where you have the most fulfilling marriage, you know, because of the choices that you make and because inviting people into that process with you. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Um, Thank you for joining us until next time.